You're listening to audio from Grace Community Church in Anger, North Carolina. More information about Grace Community Church can be found at graceccnc.org. Good morning, Grace Community Church. If you are watching this morning, it is because we are not holding church services at our facility with a winter storm that has come or is supposed to come at any minute. I hope this little time will refresh your heart. This time of rest at home, this Sabbath that uh, takes place apart from the synagogue or the church as is our case in these New Testament days. Thought I'd just share a few thoughts from a text in Matthew chapter 11. It will be a familiar text to you um, this will not be the normal kind of sermon that I do because I've just taken a few little notes and so I may have a little start and stop here or there. Uh, but I wanted to get this out uh, for you being at home on this snow day or ice day as the case may be. In Matthew 11, Jesus has been conducting his ministry for some time and people, especially the Jewish religious leaders, are rejecting his ministry. And he said, you didn't accept John with his serious ways. You didn't accept me. You accuse me. You criticize me because I go and, and uh, have meals with sinners. And so what is it that we, we, we played the flute? You didn't do the dance. And then he cast judgment or pronounced judgment on Jewish cities who did not receive the message, saying that Gentile cities would have received him, but they did not. Now, these are people, these Jewish people to whom Jesus was ministering were very religious people, but living under the Mosaic law and the current temple system, heavy burdens were placed on them. So that's the context for Matthew 11, verses 25 to 30. I want to read these verses, then share four points with just a few thoughts here or there. And along the way, you'll see us going all over this text back and forth. I'm not going to refer too much back to it after we get into it, but then I'll read it at the end as well. Matthew eleven twenty five. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me. I suppose Jesus has quit praying at this point and begins to speak to the people. And by the way, you can see that his prayer was intended not only to be given to the Lord, but to be heard and to be instructive to his disciples and, and the multitudes that were listening. Verse 28, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So four things. First, we cannot know God unless he reveals himself to us. Verses 25 to 27. Unless the Son reveals the Father to us, and unless the Father reveals the Son to us, we cannot know him. Now, this does, is not as restrictive as you may think, because in verses 28 to 30, he immediately says, anyone who wishes to, to come to me, do come and you will find that I satisfy, that I lighten your load, that I am better in every way. It's the whole message of the book of Hebrews. Really, it's the whole message of the New Testament that Jesus is better than any one or anything, any idea, any concept. Jesus is our hope. But know this, we must come to God on his terms. Fortunately, we're going to find that they are very amenable terms, that they are very gracious uh, expectations that Jesus has for us, and he does not expect us to strike out on our own and just be good enough. He gives very clear direction. So first, we cannot know God unless he reveals himself to us. Second, Jesus offers us freedom from trying to be good enough. Again, think about the heavy burdens that were placed on these people. One of the criticisms that Jesus leveled at the Pharisees was, you put these ridiculous burdens on the people to keep the law at a certain level, and you don't keep it yourself. You have expectations of them that you do not have for yourself. And I'm telling you, you're a hypocrite. And he warned the people against religious leaders who would put heavy burdens on the people. I, I was just thinking about how life is that way, apart from law, with the law, it doesn't matter. There is a law going on everywhere, and we all sort of find the law for our particular situation. So I was thinking about two groups in our church, and this, these two groups will be representative of all the groups. Uh, teenagers and preteens. Being good enough is a heavy burden. In fact, you will never be free having become cool enough or woke enough or cute enough. Just can't do it. There's always a new expectation. And the worst possible thing for you is if you become cool enough, woke enough, cute enough, or whatever it is enough. The winning the big one is almost more difficult than not winning the big one. Because when we get to the pinnacle of our uh, uh, plans and goals and desires, when we finally achieve that which we've been trying to achieve, we often find it's not enough. And in fact, life is very empty having achieved all the things that are so 
important seniors. You carry the burden of no longer being good enough. There was a time when what you said mattered. There was a time when what you did was appreciated and commended by a lot of people for everybody in every age group at Grace Community Church. You know what this day is a good day to do? It's a good day to rest. It's a good day to say, you know what? I'm just going to lay my burdens aside. Now, when we lay our burdens aside, we are picking up other burdens. We're picking up a yoke, in fact. Now, you think about oxen or cattle that were yoked to a plow and hard work was being done. But in this sense, we are yoking ourselves with Christ. Yes, he's leading us, but we are identifying with him. We are now working for him, not working for the wall or working for ourselves. And that's the third point. Our identity with Christ lightens our burdens, both in this life and in eternity. The thing that we all recognize when we first come to Jesus, if we are older when we are, when we are saved, is that we now have freedom to recognize we are going to heaven. And that frees us up in so many ways. But then life, once again, puts its burdens on us. And we think, now, how am I supposed to live now that I'm on the road to heaven? Well, Christ's yoke that we take upon ourselves gives us, <clears throat> it lightens our load, and it also gives us direction, which will be a part of our, our, our last point as well. Uh, our, let me look at my notes. I scratched these out, and believe me, they're more difficult to read than they used to be, and they never were easy. Being yoked with Jesus gives directions as he is the one who is directing our paths. Living under Jesus' yoke brings focus to our hearts. He is gentle and lowly, and so shall we be if we identify with him at the levels to which he has called us. And how do we do that? We take his yoke upon ourselves. We submit to his yoke. Many of you have read, maybe maybe a quarter or even a third of you have read Dane Ortland's Gentle and Lowly. The other two-thirds to three-quarters of us should read that book from all that I have heard about it. What a blessing to know that our Savior is gentle and lowly. He is the king who is going to judge at the end, but he is also the gentle and lowly Savior who gives us an example, and when we are yoked with him, he leads us in that direction. If we get too spirited in that yoke, he has ways of calming us and bringing our focus back to where it belongs. So that's three things, and the fourth is this. Living under Jesus' yoke brings purpose as we learn from him. As Americans, we've got a lot going against us in this department, learning from Jesus. We go far too quickly 
being yoked for farm work is slow and tedious and steady, working toward a delayed result. And we don't like that. As Americans, we want to know quickly because we have to keep up our reputation as knowing everything. At, at least when I'm in other countries, that's what people tell me. You Americans think you know everything. And the fact is that criticism is somewhat true. We think we know in everything. And the internet has only exacerbated this problem tenfold. Now we're experts at everything. The theological work, and, and you're going to hear this next week from a beautiful quote that I read this, this past week. It was planned for today, but it will be next Sunday. Theological work is slow and steady, and it must be done in community. It can't be done in the American way, which is I'm going to figure it out, and then I'm going to get the job done. So, um, in addition to wanting to go quickly, we prefer distraction and entertainment over relationship. And being yoked with Jesus is about relationship. Usually, in when you're yoked for work, oftentimes in, in ancient days, it was a single um, animal doing the work, but often it was more animals doing the work as well. And we're yoked under Jesus' yoke, but we are yoked with other believers as well. But again, what would you rather do in the evenings than just sit down and watch a show? I'm, I'm just as prone to that temptation as anyone else. But being yoked with Jesus is about relationship meaningful relationship. And there are times that part of meaningful relationship is enjoying entertainment together. Husband and wife are not just like this. They're often like this too, where we are enjoying something together. But with Jesus, we are in close, intimate relationship with him. So that's working against us. And then also, We like results. We don't like trusting the Lord. Again, when when we're not going through a, a, a book of the Bible or a specific series, sometimes it can, from week to week, I know what we're going to do, but I don't know several weeks out in advance. I've got several things I want to talk about with missions. Next week, when we talk about the cross of Christ, not only do we have to get the name right and who Jesus is right for missions to be meaningful, but we have to get the work of Christ right. What did the cross of Jesus mean for him, for us, as far as our relationship with God for eternity? But also, what does the cross mean as far as our everyday lives? We're going to find out what the cross means. So one of the things that may talk about just a little bit, or maybe at length, is the difference between a theology of glory, which assumes that life is getting better and better, or there's always meaning and purpose behind every single thing. Now, that's true 
for Christians who live according to the other theology, which is a theology of the cross. But a theology of the cross sometimes just doesn't make sense. And Americans want to make sense of everything. Sometimes you just have to trust and, and, and be in yoke with Jesus. You may think, what are we doing on this row? Why aren't we on that row over there? Well, he knows what he's doing. And sometimes we just have to trust. As we learn from him in Scripture, then life, then all that we don't see begins to make sense and take shape. But again, it comes over a lifetime. If you're discouraged about something you don't understand or something you don't know right now, this is a good day to rest. So as we close here, I'm going to stop. You do the rest. Let the Holy Spirit lead your family, lead your group of friends, lead you an application from this text. One more time, Matthew 11, <clears throat> verses 25 to 30. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to be me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Happy learning. Happy resting. I love you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to audio from Grace Community Church, located in North Carolina. Feel free to make copies of this audio content to share with others. But please do not charge for those copies or alter the content in any way without permission. For more information about Grace Community Church, go to graceccnc.org.